Kentucky Roll Call Podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Happy holidays from our friends at Cornbread Hemp. This past year has been stressful for everyone, especially now that the holidays are here and finding effective ways to cope may seem impossible. That's why I trust my friends over at Cornbread Hemp, Kentucky's number one rated CBD company with the most THC allowed by law. Leave the holiday stress behind when you share Cornbread Hemp with your loved ones this holiday season. They even have gifts for your parents too. So from now until Christmas, enjoy an extra 30% off your entire purchase when you visit cornbreadhemp.com and enter the promo code big x at checkout enjoy the entire holiday season with a little help from our friends at cornbread hemp kentucky's first choice for all things cbd bueller 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 Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip, be, cat, just the cat, just cats, cats, tip. cats, the cats, tip, tip of the cap. Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw. Conrad, touchdown, Kentucky, touchdown, Kentucky, <laughs> victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, there's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Jesus, Rash, get it together! It's game day, come on! Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you. December 13th, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. There you go. There's Justin. We don't know where Roush is. Justin Kalen, our producer. I'm TJ Walker. Hope everybody had a solid weekend. I'm very excited to talk about the Green Bay Packers. I know everybody's excited to listen. We're going to sadly have to talk about Kentucky basketball. But in all sincerity, got to start the show, our thoughts, prayers with the folks. Impacted by the devastating storms on Friday evening, obviously most Folks are focusing on Mayfield, and rightfully so, understandably so. But it was counties really all across the state that were impacted in one way or another. Total state of emergency and just heartbreaking stuff. Videos, pictures, the whole the whole stuff. So we're going to talk sports today, and we're going to try to have fun, even with talking about that UK game. But it, it certainly did put things in perspective, and, and life can change in a blink of an eye and a snap of a finger. And People were just like us, worried about UK sports, and and their lives are changed forever. There's people just like us, worried about Christmas or the stresses of the holiday or whatever it may be, and and just like that, everything changes. So uh, it's heartbreaking, and while we are going to have fun today and we will talk sports, it, it, it all doesn't matter. What really matters is what happened over the weekend, and 
we're going to help and we're going to do what we can. And, and, and I know Kentucky will rebuild and help each other out here, but Roush, that really had that, that really had an impact on me this weekend. Yeah. And I, uh, we actually lost our Wi-Fi service for the weekend. It knocked out, uh, the storm knocked out a good, good chunk of, uh, my neck of the woods. And, you know, it, it caused some minor inconveniences trying to work and watch the game on Saturday and all that. But every time I wanted to get really frustrated by stupid technology, I was just like, Roush, this is nothing. Like, this is potatoes compared to what other folks are dealing with. So, um, it, it I, I even thought of our stupid drop, the hashtag perspective. But, I mean, man, just to see the devastation and what folks are going through, it's really tough. Um the sending all of our prayers that way. It's uh, it's really heartbreaking. But um, like I think you mentioned earlier, uh, Kentuckians were good at helping our own, and I know that will definitely be the case this time around. Uh, we'll, we'll come together, and uh, Western Kentucky will be back on its feet before you know it. It will be, and all parts impacted, and the the early on fundraising efforts supposedly have all been great, and. We'll we'll share we'll get one on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page. Roush, it's it is kind of like all right. You just want to make sure you're it's it's a legitimate it's one, the right one. That you, yeah. you're donating to and 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 whatnot. We'll we'll get a link up on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page and obviously just uh, as Kentuckians know and KRC listeners know, I guess just give give what you can because mm-hmm. it, it, it'll mean a lot to a lot of folks. Yeah, and it, like like you said, in any of those uh, sort of disasters, you're kind of I at least like to wait and let it breathe a little bit before, uh, you know, going to a fundraiser just to see which one's the most, uh, I don't know if reputable, but at least they'll get the money and the funds and the resources there as quick as possible. I think Calipari and co are doing a telethon tomorrow night. So that might be a way I know the state of Kentucky set up something as well. So, um, should be, should be plenty of different resources. Yes. Yeah. And, and we will pass along what we can, if uh, there's any KRC listeners in that part of the woods, you want to talk about anything, everything, uh, feel free. We we would love to hear from you. Let us know what you need, how we can help, and any of any of that stuff. But I'll say it for the third time: we will talk sports. We will get upset over things that don't really matter. We will have a good time on today's show and try to try to be a distraction, but. I think everybody knows where 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 our hearts are at and what we're thinking about and all that stuff. So uh, the show will go on, but that's 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 what we're thinking about today. And certainly uh, put as Rush said, put put things in perspective this weekend. With all that being said, it's nice always knowing when the Packers play the Bears, I don't have to worry. I don't yeah, have to stress really don't. for the up and down weekend that I may have. It's just nice knowing on Sunday night I get a, a easy. Guaranteed win. Then the Packers with just 10 minutes or just 90 seconds before the half, they're down 10. I wasn't worried, Roush. I wasn't sweating it out at all. It's it's the Packers and Aaron Rodgers versus the Bears. I, I was I was not worried. And then uh, the Packers nearly drop a 50-burger on the old Chicago Bears. So that at least was a nice way to end the weekend. That uh, Is there anything more guaranteed in the sports world than the Bears just <laughs> – owning the pack or excuse me the packers just owning the bears i don't think so man i, I mean 
Because even like when you get the late Aaron Rodgers, the fourth quarter, that's not as reliable as him just completely dominating the Bears. So I don't, I'm, I'm trying. Huge game for him. He hadn't like put up great stats for a lot of games this season, but that was a nice stat game for him. Adams was involved. Jones was involved. AJ Dillon did a little of this. Uh, Packers are kind of humming. I'm hoping they're not humming a little too soon, too too fast, because mm. we've seen that before in the NFL. You want to you want to get going. And you want to get going at the right time. And speaking, doesn't it also seem like that Steelers Vikings game was like last month? Let alone the same week of the NFL season. But it seems seem like so that was long a month ago. It was a month ago. You can't yeah. convince me otherwise that the Thursday night football game this week was not a month ago when the when the Steelers played the Vikings. But no, that was technically a Week 14 game, all the same as last night's and all the same as tonight's. Yeah, which Good we should have tonight, a decent one tonight. Yeah, yeah. Rams and uh, Cardinals. Yeah, yep. so that should be a good one. Uh, I w- another, I think I know one thing that might be more of a lock than the Packers beating the Bears. What's Unders that? in military games. Oh. Never a doubt. Never a doubt. <laughs> big big upset there. Navy beats Army. To, I think they moved to like four and eight on the season or something yeah. like that. But you know what I always say, Roush, when it comes to Army and Navy, you can throw the records out, buddy. Oh, is that what you always say? I've always said that about that game. I will I, I will add, it was kind of like, oh, no, they're going to score a long touchdown on the first two drives. And what's this Navy doing this vertical pass thing? What the hell is that going on there? Um, and even the fake punt that uh, they did not – it was – they just snapped it straight to their cowboy collar middle linebacker guy, Fago. He didn't know it was coming. The ball just went to him. He took off and ran, and that ended up being the kind of the – it didn't put the nail in the coffin, but it really kept that game out of reach. I think Navy had the ball for all but like six minutes of the entire second half. So uh, shout-out to Navy for getting it done, and shout-out to those unders, man. Just it, You couldn't have one more touchdown, but you didn't need it because the under was there to win the day. Did you all see, speaking of unders, did you all see the Baylor-Villanova score? Oh, how bad was it? <laughs> it was, it, it was pretty alarm. It, it was pretty alarming. Um, let me pull it up because I want to get it exactly right. 57 to 36, Baylor beats Villanova. <sighs> 36 points? 57 to 36. Yeah. That was their JV teams, right? <laughs> Man, I mean, Baylor, good again. Holding Villanova to under 40 points. That's pretty wild. Yeah. And then Iowa State, who is nationally ranked, uh, was initially picked to finish, I think, bottom of the Big 12, but has been a nice surprise. I think they may be undefeated. They beat Jackson State, who I can't imagine is a great team, mm-hmm. 47 to 37. What the hell's going on in college basketball, folks? 47 to 37. I- who the Roush, uh, there'd be CSAA games that would that would blow away these scoreboards. It's the college basketball is not the greatest product right now uh, when it comes to executing offense. Um, wouldn't know about that at the University of Kentucky that was a great or segue. the University that was a great of Louisville. That was a great segue. But and I I knew the second that I started kind of making some DePaul Day jokes. Like a yeah. couple of my close U of L friends on Saturday, I was like, "Hey, how how'd your Paul day go?" And they were they were like, "Oh, you're a little rascal." And then sure enough, I should have known. Kentucky goes in and just lays the stinker of all stinkers, and 
loses to Notre Dame. Roush, that one on Saturday bugged me just because that was like a C-minus, D-plus game from Kentucky. And if you just bump it up a little bit, you win. You bump it up to like a B minus, you win easily. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It did not. It did not take much to beat that team on Saturday, and you didn't bring it, and you came away with a, a loss to a bad team. So it bothered me. I think having a couple days has I've calmed down a little bit, and I think that's. I think that's a good thing. There doesn't need to be any over-the-top or too extreme takes or anything like that. But it was a frustrating game. There, make no mistake about it. That is a bad loss to a bad team. That's not good. Yes, it was uh, not good. Not good <laughs> at all. But it just – what the hell is it about Notre Dame? Can we? Do, they throwing lids on the rims? Kellen Grady shot. It was, it was worse than – Olivier Sars last year, where it just that that ball was in, it was all the way in and went all the way out. Not only do you win, you win in cover if that if that shot goes in from the corner. How did that shot no go in? And then how? Uh, okay, I I understand the home cooking. The you're going to call a bogus foul on Keon Brooks on the other end and send him the free throw line, but none, none of the contact on the other end. And then Sheebways doesn't go in. I just. It really felt like they needed everything wrong to happen in order to lose that game. And sure enough, two of nineteen from three. That'll do it. It's just, do it's, it. it's hard. To, it's hard to fathom. And no threes at the half. No trips. I, I'll say this: uh, we're going to get into a ton of this. Text into the Thornton sex line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. This will be therapeutic by the time it's all said and done. So get yourself a comfort donut or a comfort wide willy and some coffee from Thornton's and text on into the Thornton sex line. 502-414-1450. Let us know what you thought about the game. But we're going to touch on a bunch of this stuff. We already have texts in from Saturday, Roush. So we'll get we'll get we'll we'll eventually touch all these bases. You if you listen to KRC long enough, you know that we're not the most organized radio show no, in the no. history of radio shows. And that's okay. We wouldn't have it any other way. But my goodness gracious, get Shade and Sharp in there tomorrow. I can never remember a John Calipari team so bad at getting to the free throw line. It makes me sick, Roush. Yeah, and they're also just not great at creating their own shots. And there's a lot of standing around. So much standing around. And, and, so and here's standing. the thing that we we talk – I mean, I, this is going to be my beating the dead horse point of the year. John Calipari, run some damn sets. Like, I know you don't like to coach this way. It's against everything you've ever done. But you know what? You've been a very dynamic coach throughout your tenure at the University of Kentucky. You, these guys aren't willy-nilly. They, they, they can't just create their own by themselves. And you know what? Just having some basic action, you're doing that. But actually run a play. Like a, a play that requires some thought and actually requires the other team to try hard to defend it and not just ba like basic motion principles. Because like they're doing some like, oh, we're going to set a cross screen in the post for Oscar to get him open. And you know what? Some of that stuff helped. He had 25 points. But like Ty Ty Washington, he had some nice mid-range jump shots early on. But when Notre Dame started taking the, that away, he wasn't creating his own shot. Create the shot for him by running a play. It's just, just plays. Can we just run plays, TJ? That's all I want. I just want some plays. I, now, I'm, I'm really not, not trying to do like hot take radio where you and I just disagree to disagree. This is a take I really don't like just because I think Cal does run plays. That Grady 
play was a play. And like, what do you want to, it was perfect. Now, listen, I'm not going to defend Cal. I'm not going to go over the moon to defend Cal Perry on this game. I think he, and, and like you mentioned, you know, the, the post feeds to Oscar and I knew late game when that game was tied, Kentucky was going to, was going to go into the post because it had worked so much. And Cal mm-hmm. is just such a fan of feeding the post in late game situations. It, I get it. If you got Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Davis, it's not a bad strategy. And Oscar, the way he was playing, wasn't a terrible strategy. It's just everybody knows it's coming. And they, they had a prompt double team waiting for him right when they did it. I think Cal does run plays. And I think when he when he does specific sets, you see how often they work. And, and Roush, I would have say I would agree with you to some extent that sometimes you'd say, why don't you do this more? Because it does work. Like you've watched enough basketball over your life to know what sets can get a shooter open, somebody on the block to be able to at least catch the entry feed and, and be in a good position. He is, he knows basketball. He knows sets. He knows plays. I would say maybe he could do more of them, but he does do them. I am blaming the players on this. And again, I've got I've got, I've got some serious criticism for John Calipari that I'll get to in a second. This is not butt slapper radio. I just, I just think it's got to be a player thing, Roush. I think they think whether it's Ty Ty or Wheeler – hey, these are going to be the guys that are going to dribble for us. They'll get in the paint. We just hang out out here, and if they kick it out to us, be ready to rock and roll. And it just leads to standing, standing, standing. And then they had a we, – we saw what they're going to do against Wheeler, and you better expect other teams to do the exact same thing. Yeah. It kind of changed the way Kentucky's entire offense operated once you got Wheeler a little uncomfortable – and and Tata never really got comfortable either. So it just led to this offense of people just hovering around the perimeter, not moving off the ball, not setting screens off the ball for the most part, you know, with few exceptions. So overall, if that's a Calipari thing, then sure. I mean, to some degree it is. Your players aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Make them do better. But I don't know if I just would specify it as like a lack of play sort of deal. I just off the ball offense was lazy as a, as I can well, remember well, the, in the Calipari era. It was really it, bad. And that's about like, no, you're not running a play when it's in the post that this person has to go screen this person. You should be an adult and know that when the ball is in the paint, you've got to relocate. Like that's just, that's very basic basketball knowledge. You're a 20 year old basketball player. You should, you should know better, but I want this to be freaking Mike Zabo out there running seven. Like I want every single because I just I just don't trust them as creators, um, especially when Wheeler's getting played so far off. Really, the only the only chance you have at, at that point is just to run some uh, weave dribble handoff stuff and then create a mismatch off of that. I, some of it, yes, you're right. It's going to be, hey guys, um, we can't. We we have to make some shots to win the basketball game. We have to execute to win the game. But I think the biggest thing that we're going to get text in about too is just some of the choices that Calipari made substituting because Notre Dame had length. And he got scared, and he played a lineup that was Jacob Toppin, Bryce Hopkins, and Oscar Shibway, along with Severe Wheeler and Davion Mintz, I believe. I think I think – so you had maybe one scorer on the floor at one time in Shibway. Speaking of being scared, can Wheeler not shoot? No, well, no. Gosh, he can, I, I, but like maybe inside out and not early in the shot clock. He's I mean, not they were they shooter. were giving him six, seven feet on the perimeter. I was, yeah. I st- there was three or four times where I was screaming, "Shoot the ball!" Well, I was. I, I, I want to get to back to your point too, Rash, but I wanted to bring that up as well, Justin. Is that like I just shoot, shoot that Wheeler? Yeah. Nobody has Every any time. issue with you shooting that if you're like. 
I, it's is it is it the best shot that Kentucky could probably get? They they could maybe get better if it if it, there's a minute left in the game and Kentucky desperately needs a basket. Is that the shot that I want? No, probably not. But in the first half when they were doing that, borderline disrespectful. We've seen him be an okay shooter at times this season, but it, he boy did Wheeler get in his head. I I did not think we'd see a game out of, out of Wheeler like that. He. He was he played emotional, and I didn't think he was a player that play emotional. There's a couple times where he would he committed that foul, which one of those was just completely and totally bogus. And then uh, a player would come down and score on him, and then he would go and, and he had, he had that play where he went and tried to attack the rim, and it was like Wheeler, man, like I I like to pick I like to try to go faster and pick up the tempo here, but you attacking the rim like you're John Wall with. 26 seconds left on the shot clock probably not the smartest play we don't have to do that it was very clearly like i need to go get i just got kind of embarrassed i need to go i need to go make this right sort of deal don't need that at all but i thought the same thing justin when they were playing off shoot that like don't get in your head it's just a normal shot who cares if they're disrespecting you go go knock it down the only way they're going to stop doing that is if you hit it he he's going to have to with, other but, teams are going to do this. I think there's the the single caveat though. Don't do that with 26 seconds on the shot clock and you're just dribbling up the floor. Like that that's just a bad shot. You can that, when they're giving it to you every single time. Like let's not. The first time he did that, I think he hit the opposite side of the backboard. It was the worst. He also just misses so big. He he does not miss close. <laughs> See for me though, as a player, that that's like extra motivation for me. You know, like oh, you're gonna you're gonna play off me. Okay, cool. Let me just drain this then and have you change your whole perspective on that. But I, I was really low-key kind of disappointed to not see him fire one of those up. Well, he did, and missed very, very oh, okay. badly. Yeah, I guess he did take one. Uh, gosh, like, he he was in his head. That was not a good game. I was, I, if we see Wheeler have a worse game, one, Kentucky's probably losing whoever it is against, and two, I would be surprised because that was that – was, mentally he was not there, and – Physically didn't play a good game either. So that was disappointing from from Wheeler. Yeah, the lack of ball movement kind of bums me out a little bit, which say what you will, and there's plenty to say. Last year's team didn't have penet- a penetrator rush that could kind of create. So the ball movement around the perimeter was actually pretty solid for the most part because uh, it was the only way they were ever going to be able to have any sort of offense was being able to kind of kick the ball, swing the ball around. How many times did you see Mintz have that catch and shoot three where – it was in a blink of an eye. It was already in the net, and that was great. Yeah. The ball movement last year was actually kind of solid. The offense is – this is not a very disciplined ba- basketball team, and that falls strictly on John Calipari. Getting beat on the back doors, come on. This is You don't have like this is a group of nothing but freshmen that have never played college basketball before. Getting beat on back doors is just mental laziness. It, that's all – all it is is taking off uh, a mentally a possession on mm-hmm. defense and just allowing somebody to outwork you. Uh, mentally and physically, just to be able to take that extra step. You're already a step behind now. Now you're playing catch-up, and it's too late. And even the worst of the worst is when you foul after you get beat on a back door. And Kentucky was getting beat on back doors like they were going out of style last night, Roush. And it was really – or Saturday night. It was really frustrating. Uh, this is not a disciplined team. On um, The lack of ball movement, the lack of flow offensively, that's a sign of just – kind of laziness, and then getting beat on back doors. That's kind of a sign of laziness. I, too much depth on this team to reward that type of defense with playing time. And if you don't have other guys that can step up and play defensively, then for the second straight year, John Calipari, you failed this roster. 
Now, I'm not ready to say that yet. This team will get yeah. better. They will grow. But, gosh, I, I know that they Notre Dame didn't light up the scoreboard, but I still was not happy with UK's defense on Saturday, which is kind of weird to th- say. Notre Dame shot poorly. They didn't hit a lot of shots. They didn't look good offensively. But I still was disappointed with UK's defense. Too many guys getting beat one on one or on back doors off the ball. Roush, really frustrating stuff. There, uh, I, I think to the root of this team's problems, though, it's the hot. Ta- Here's my hottest take I'll ever have. Kentucky was playing lazy because they got away with playing lazy for seven games. The piss poor non conference schedule played a part in this. It did. It did not get them. Those last seven games did nothing to get them ready to play real competition. And when they finally got it, they hung around for a little bit, but this was the first time they got punched in the mouth. They will get better from it. I enjoyed watching that basketball game because it was a real opponent in a real college basketball atmosphere. And that's only the second time we've seen that this season. Just give me more of that, please. And I might have a little bit more faith that this team can continue to recover, continue to bounce back because they did not handle adversity very well. And I think the the previous seven games were to blame for it, at least partially to blame for it. I don't think that's a hot take. You, you've had significantly hotter and spicier takes than, Ooh, than that. Uh, uh, hottest would be Tyler Ewis. People only liked him because he was short. Yeah, that's definitely the that, – that, yeah, that's definitely you, the You've had some other ones, but we don't need hey, to go That's down. the same for me. People, people only like you because you're short. Yeah, Justin, did you have a good weekend? I did. Yeah, it was a great weekend. Indiana won. Surprise, yeah. surprise. They Ain't won covered. me some some sweet cheddar, some Keisha. Right. Only so I, uh, nineteen or twenty point favorites against Merrimack. I so I'm sitting here listening to you all talk about Kentucky's defense, and I, you know how much I would kill for Indiana's defense to just get beat one on one or with the backdoor cut. No, Indiana's defense is like. Did, so did you all watch that game, uh, TJ? I assume you did. The Indiana game? Yeah. No, I actually didn't watch any of it. Their I was, was following along on my phone. I feel like I'm watching freaking third-grade defense every time. I have no idea what the defensive principles are for Indiana. It's like somebody gets the ball, and then all five people just run to that guy and try to guard him. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> I mean, literally, I feel like I'm watching third-grade defense. It's awful. The only thing I noticed in that game is like Merrimack, I think, had like more three point made field goals than two point made field goals. That's because all of our guys would go to the guy with the ball and leave somebody wide open. It was so frustrating. The whole game they did that crap. It was like a 12, 16 point game with like, I don't know, eight to 10 minutes left or somewhere in that ballpark. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, this isn't good. And then I like literally refreshed it, I don't know, 10 minutes later or something like that. And they won by 32 or some. They really blew it open. So the Hoosiers must have turned it on late. Wish the cats would have done that. And Roush, that is the and that's why that's what I kind of told myself over the, the span of two days. If Grady hits that three, we're doing one of those things that we always talk about where we are happy to discuss the ugliness with a win. Right. You're- in this case, now we're discussing ugliness with a loss, and it's really, really frustrating. And and here's well, let's go to a break and I'll I'll tell you what I my biggest issues with John Calipari. What a sweet radio take. Everybody's going to be dying to hear what mm-hmm. TJ has to say about John Calipari and his hot radio take. But that's we do need to go to a break. So really, that's more of, of why we're doing that. But it has to do with the scheduling. It has to do with the whole shebang. So we'll, we'll go to a break. We'll come back. We'll get to that. And then I don't say we waste any time getting to the Thornton's text line. They're going to bring up a lot of good points and topics that I'm sure we're, we're going to be willing to discuss. And 
there was more than UK basketball this weekend, and we will talk. Uh, we'll talk about those other sports recruiting. Just absolutely wild. Hopefully, yeah. Roush can kind of fill us in on where things stand with a lot of football players. So we'll do all those things. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call Monday Edition. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Come out to the coast. We'll get together, have a few laughs. Welcome back. This is Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Edge Sports Radio. 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Monday. So this is kind of like the last full work week, right? This is it for for most folks. Yeah, for most for most folks, it's the last week of school. You got your finals happening. I'm I'm not sure if college, like if UK's taking their finals yet or not. I have no idea. Yeah, I haven't kept. I that. would imagine it's this week. I would have thought it would have been last week. It could have maybe already happened. If it, it, it was last week, at least at U of L. Okay. Um, but e- either way, uh, things are starting to wind down. We've got signing day. Coming up on Wednesday. That's going to be huge. It is technically a quiet period, I think is what they call it, on the recruiting front. No more visits in or out or around campus until January 12th. So no more pictures of coaches with giving big hugs to recruits or Photoshop shoots or anything like that. So things are are going to get relatively quiet, relatively tense uh, as we get closer to when players can sign on the dotted line this Wednesday. Jordan Watkins with Lane Kiffin in front of a Porsche. Yeah, that was uh, Lane's big selling point. And uh, I'm less worried about Watkins now that is significant. I don't, I mean, he got an offer for him. If I'm Jordan Watkins, I freaking jump on that. <laughs> like, I don't, Yeah, it doesn't seem like me. he's going to Kentucky. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd be all over that. And I think that's actually the only school that's offered him in the portal. Uh, they hosted him, so yeah, I would just I would just jump on that, um, especially in that offense. Like, come on! Uh, but the guy that I'm really worried about that was all over the Porsche is Davison Agbunison, and that's kind of the bad news of the weekend. Is he's he was at Ole Miss, the the kid from New Jersey. He's probably going to end up there. I'd give it a ninety percent shot that he's going to end up there. And then and then the thing that I really didn't want to see, to Carlos Nicholson. He's the JUCO commit, number one JUCO cornerback in America. They're really trying to keep him from visiting elsewhere. He visited in Mississippi State over the weekend. Ole Miss thought they were going to get a visit from him as well, uh, but it's he's probably going to end up flipping to Mississippi State, leaving UK with two options. One of them's a JUCO guy, Zaquan Frazier, and his other offers are like UTSA and Utah. So take that for what you will. He's a big guy, um, but I think it's going to be a step down. And then Jacoby Albert, they're trying to flip him from Auburn, but John Summerall was the point man, really worked on that. They were able to get him on campus for an official visit this weekend, but I still think it, you know, it, it'd be a tall order to get him to flip. He could play receiver or defensive back. They'd probably get him on at defensive back. 
Um, but I just I, I think we got some bad news on the cornerback front. But the good news, though, I think is is in the trenches, which has been kind of Kentucky's calling card as of late. Um, I like where the cats are with Jalen Farmer, the offensive tackle commit to Florida. He officially visited over the weekend. And uh, I, I'm pretty optimistic about Deion Walker, which would be a huge get on signing day, four-star defensive tackle for Michigan. So um, I think things are going well in the trenches, not so great uh, at cornerback. Why, why is it that we're so worried about one of our commits officially visiting and flipping, but here we do, we get a commit from somewhere else and we can't flip them? That's not right. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to flip one of them. If you're going to flip, you got to flop. <laughs> if you're going to have a flop, then you're going to need a flip. The Nicholson thing I get because he's uh, – I believe he's from Mississippi. So Yeah, everybody. It seemed like that was kind of hinted at for a while, that Mississippi kid was going to go back to Mississippi. Yeah, that, that that's that's tough. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's disappointing this late in the game, and, it, and especially it seems like a position of need. People weren't – Overly satisfied with the secondary this this past season, and uh, you, we were hoping for upgrades. Roush, we we were, um, but there was. It, it does make me wonder because the Igbunison guy they didn't really go all in on until late, and so it makes me wonder if they felt comfortable at corner, and then about halfway through the year, we're like, damn, we we were probably wrong. We need to invest more heavily. And but heck, maybe some of it is they they feel confident that they can maybe get a guy or two from the portal. So I don't know. That's, that is the one thing that um, even though we've only got one or two years of this, uh, you do have some faith that this staff will find the right pieces from the portal. Uh, so if they do miss on signing day, that, that door remains open throughout spring. And that's why we got to remember, you know, Will Levis didn't get here till after spring, neither did Dare Rosenthal. So uh, a lot of this stuff, uh, it does take some time for the cake to bake. You know, this show, we we always try to give credit to places that deserve credit. We don't try to pretend there's not other radio shows or websites out there. And we always talk about how fortunate Kentucky fans are to actually have so many options. And often we do talk about our friends over at Cats Illustrated. Roush, were you, did you see some of the, a lot of drama over there on the message boards this weekend? Two, two pretty big stories or just kind of fun interesting little tidbits of things that happened did you see either one of those things so i yes and no not completely you know the details much better than me but i'm i'm aware of uh i'm aware that uh, things got a little hairy over there uh, over the weekend well one people might have might have lost their cools a little yeah one i'll just i'll be quick about it people were, were thought that there was an over teasing of it was the ruckers transfer right the line uh, the, the auburn transfer the oh, okay. auburn uh okay. offensive guard gotcha. sean manning i want to say is his name there there some some folks felt that that was not a, a worthy of eyeballs uh the eyeball emoji people thought that that was there's too much hype around it and folks really told on themselves for coming off like total goobers there um if, if you if you weren't impressed by it then just move on but Life as life goes on, just move on to the next one. But so that was a little controversy, but that got that got taken care of and wasn't really all that that huge of a deal. Just same old griping from the same old folks. But the other one was more interesting. A first time poster just comes into the message board and just relays all sorts of scoop. 
Oh. It's a paid message board, so I don't want to give it all away. But a couple of names that you've already mentioned, Roush, they're saying, hey, they're, they're going to commit, stuff like that. And it, it looks like there's going to – they had mentioned they like UK's chances with Walker. You had said the same thing. Uh, not this Walker. You, UK's got great chances with me. Um, <laughs> but, you know, just a lot of like – a lot of positive news. And folks are wondering what – who – who is this mystery poster? Some Ooh. folks are speculating that it's maybe like somebody on staff or somebody just trying to get a good positive message out there, say some things that some other people can't say. But interesting, all the same, uh, they had a much more kind of positive spin on how UK is going to finish things out than your negative Nancy report. Hey, I wasn't being negative Nancy. In the secondary, just, kind of. Well, you know, that's the one... Uh... That's the one spot that I uh, I think there's a lot of clarity there, <laughs> and that's probably the, the the one bad thing. But all in all, this is going to be I can say with a hundred percent fact this is going to be the most bonkers signing day in the history of signing days. It's going to be wild. It's going to be nutty. Folks are going to be hanging on bated breath. So an exciting Wednesday for the Kentucky football program. It it does seem like they're. I'm I'm excited about that. It's gonna be fun to follow along with it all. I do. It does seem like there is like a worst case scenario though, where it could be a bad day for UK. I don't like that so much. Yeah, but I I do think for the most part it's it'll be steady. Yeah, and and I mean Tavion Robinson, for example, like he even did the thing where he tweeted out that he committed and they were like, dude, just wait, we're going to give people good news. I think there's going to be many more of those guys that are walked in and are just waiting for Wednesday to happen. So, okay. yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll talk more about it. I think some of the texters on the Thornton sex line, will get to it as well. 502-414-1450. And it's Monday. It's cold. Actually, I think it's supposed to like get to decent today. Oh, yeah, high 50. 55. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it in December. Yeah. Go, but go to Salsarita's all the same. Oh. You don't need you don't need weather as an excuse. Monday is a good enough. You just go to Salsarita's. Two locations, Middletown and St. Matthews. Burritos, quesadillas. They're they're good. They're good for you, and you will you'll love it. You'll love it, and you'll love saving money when you download the Salsarita's app. And Middletown has a drive-through. I miss anything else, Roush? Um, it's the best to warm me up this holiday season, especially that cheese. Good cheese. Really like that cheese. It's going to be at the Big X party. It's going to mm. be at the Big X party this weekend. More for us, because Roush, Roush won't be there. Roush is mm. dipping on. I'll be in uh, Columbus. We're going to the Final Four. Woohoo! You're such a UVL fan, it's disgusting. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm very excited. This is only... Like my wife and I, we don't attend sporting events together. <laughs> so this is one of the few. Uh, in I, now that come to think of it, we w- it's either UK football bowl games or U of L, U uh, of L athletic events. It's really you know the U of L volleyball games. That's about it. You know what's really funny is Trevor. A couple weeks ago when he was on, he said U of L is a volleyball score school. This is their first Final Four. Not a volleyball score school. If no, you're, no, 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 no. The, Final Four. I th- is, is it their first? I thought they went two years ago. Or did they lose to Texas. It's, it's said on ESPN that this was their first Final Four. I, I thought after they beat Texas, I guess they just upset Texas and then lost in the Elite Eight. Uh, that was two years ago. 
but school. yeah, it should, should be pretty exciting. They've they've it wasn't even really close this weekend. So I know my wife's hyped. Um, we're uh, after signing day driving up to Ohio and then uh, just kind of camping out for a week. So it uh, should be a good time. Let's uh, I'm, you just move on to whatever else you want to talk about. I'm I, whatever else just, I want to talk it's, about. It's just, it's just gross. It's just gross, and I don't want to talk about it. Okay, we don't have to. I'm gonna have a good time watching U of L volleyball. It's okay. You want to you want to brag about U of L women beating UK yesterday too? While you're at it, no. But is anybody surprised? I was actually they they played a little better surprised. than I thought. <laughs> yeah, I, they I, they I, only I, lost I, by six. <laughs> I, I watched most of that game, and UK. I think was trying to make an emphasis to get to the free throw line, which I would not recommend in a road atmosphere. Uh, the ref swallowed their whistles on two straight. And and I don't, I probably, probably the right call. I, I normally would rather just allow refs, let them play. So I just, I didn't really like the the, the decision-making there late, but they played tough and, and L is a legit final four title contending team. So uh, they, they played hard, but, it's just a shame. I think we're I think we're wasting Ryan Howard, and that's a that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Real shame, real shame. Uh, to can we lighten the mood up quickly? Sure. Before we get Want me to, to go on my John Calipari rant, I, I just wanted to uh, take a moment to just laugh at Brian Kelly because I. Oh, what happened? Oh, have you have you seen him dancing? No, I don't think so. Oh man, he's dancing now. They, uh, you, you know, every one of these schools when they're hosting their players, they do their, uh, you know, they have their photo shoots and LSU in their photo shoot, it's like a, you stand in the middle and the camera kind of rotates around you. Well, they played Colin Baton Rouge and he was back to back with this five-star quarterback and there's Brian Kelly doing a little boot scooting boogie with this quarterback. It is so awkward. It, I'm, I mean, I... I hate how how we've made the word cringe uh, such a like douchey millennial saying, but it is the most cringeworthy, like awkward. Ugh. It, it it feels it's so weird. It is so weird. I'm I'm posting on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook group now. Now Brian Kelly really really coming out of a shell down in Louisiana. It better be a good video, Roush. Is it eyeball That's, emoji worthy? It's eyeball. This man cannot dance. <laughs> And he's trying to make L's up a thing at LSU now too, which I don't know if folks have told him or not. But well, I think LSU easy to throw those L's down. They just do the index finger and the thumb. Where U of L loser. does U of L does middle and index. What if one just came out like who's gonna who's gonna stop? Let's think here. Who's going to stop Lafayette, uh, Louisiana? Let's just go Louisiana Lafayette. Ooh, they're double L's too. It makes even more sense. What, who's going to stop them from just going three L's or three fingers? And then who's going to stop just another place that begins with L from going mm. for the whole hand? And so, say, hey, yeah, this, the, the whole hand really works too. I'm doing it right now. Man, this, it checks out. It's kind of more of a wave at that point, which is all, mm-hmm. but that's friendly. Who doesn't like being waved at? You know? I can't stop watching this, boys. It's I, I'm telling you, it is mesmerizing in its awkwardness. It is. It's so bad. It's like your your awkward uncle at your wedding or whatever. He's dancing. And at that's least just, that's so this, bad. That's at least a setting for it. This one, you're like, why couldn't you just stand there and like look cool? Why are you? 
why are you the way that you are? Well, I think it's I think it makes it funnier because the quarterback's not dancing. <laughs> He's just twirling the ball, doing hand motions. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up for Brian Kelly here. I just watched the video. I'm gonna stand up for him. This is this is an age gap thing, Roush. He, he doesn't he doesn't know there that like standing there looking tough is the cool thing. He he sees flashing lights. Uh, bright lights. They're saying it's a hype video sort of deal, and he thinks like he thinks disco. He thinks dancing. He thinks wedding. <laughs> he th- it really does. And and unfortunately, he kind of misread the room here. And I think you can strictly blame it on him being an old man. And that's okay. And I think I don't think we need to. I don't think we need to shame him. Uh, is he a good dancer? Absolutely not. Was it? Is this a good look for him? No, it's really bad. And things I mean- haven't. He hasn't had good. Uh, he hasn't had very many good looks since he's gotten to LSU, and this is a bad one. But uh, eh, poor guy. It must have been a pre-planned thing because Brian Kelly's got about three quarters of that stand they're on, while old buddy's barely got his heels on it. Actually, not poor guy at all. Bury him, Roush. He's the worst. <laughs> Hit him. He. I, I, I always forget that I shouldn't always be so quick to stand up for folks who are making 110 million or however much money it is. Yeah. And especially when there was like a brief moment where they were like, is Brian Kelly going to try to hire Brad white, which I don't, I mean, Brad white was like the seventh candidate at Notre Dame a few years back, but I I don't, I don't think that's happening. Oh, either way. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. For like an hour Saturday morning. Um, Things were moving fast and quick this weekend. Yes, yes, they certainly were. Uh, and uh, Georgia, they lost their defensive coordinator. He's going to uh, be Oregon's next head coach. So uh, time for Will Muschamp to get promoted and for the SEC media to fall back in love again. They can't help themselves. They can't help themselves. No, they really they really cannot. Love them some Muschamp. Uh, I, to some degree, John Calipari can't help himself. And the only... I, People that want him fired, what you just want next year's recruiting class gone too? Is, would that make you happy? Well, we can get somebody else that can recruit really well. Can you? Can you? Are you going to go get whoever is Duke's coach? Because that's just weird that they're getting good players, but it is what it is. Or Chris Beard. Like those are the two that are recruiting at the same level. So the people that – that it, it's not a realistic conversation. It's, it's no, not. No, no, no. But hey, I, I will say, though, the – um. It's it's one thing to have a bad season and you start over, but if you start stacking up, like you do need to give some the fans something to cheer about. Uh, and having a whole week to let a bad loss at Notre Dame marinate, Ohio State game is very important. Very important. Oh, it's a it's a it's a huge game, and we've got we're probably going to get bored this week talking about it. And I I I agree with you. And if this season ends up being if you don't make the second weekend of the NCAA tournament, I don't care. I don't care what seed you are. I don't care how the season goes. If your butt's not in that second weekend, it's like you're our parents, Roush, when we were kids. If your butt's not in that car in the next five minutes when we're going to church, then you're they weren't they weren't going to do anything. But you know they they'd certainly act like they were. Yep. But that's if we're not in the second weekend of the tournament, I don't care how you get there. I don't care how the season goes. But it better be Sweet Sixteen weekend. And it it's Wednesday, and I'm I'm antsy waiting for the Thursday game or the Friday game. You better be in the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. So that's where my standards are. But if that, if that doesn't happen, still you're not going to fire them because you have this monster class coming in, 
and rightfully so. And some folks would say, well, he what it could just be the same thing. It could end up not working out. I, I would rather roll the dice one more time. Uh, it's a really good class. I'd rather just roll the dice one more time and see what happens. But uh, that, it's it's non-starter. It's not going to happen. And I think this team will eventually turn it around. But Calipari, it's tough. A lot of haters. People are sometimes overly obnoxious about it. It's tough to defend them with this, at least in this instance, because if you're going to play that horrible schedule, you have to win the average games. You have mm-hmm. to win the average games. And this mm-hmm. Notre Dame game was nothing more than an average, below average, really, opponent. And, yes, it was tough. It was a road game. It was your first road game. You got to win it. You have to win that. Um, now you can't really afford another misstep. Otherwise, it, for NCAA tournament's sake, you should still be okay. But for good seed's sake, you're, yeah. you're kind of jumbled up in the middle. And it's disappointing. And you can't go in the off season and talk about wait till next year and then lose to Notre Dame. This was your, all right, Duke, whatever. It was the opening game. Their freshman just went off. Your freshman had his worst game, well, maybe second worst game. Uh, I, th- that's all right. Kentucky fans were pretty tolerant about that. And UK fans hate losing to Duke. Trust me, I'm I'm one of them. Then you play a terrible schedule and the numbers are bad. And I don't care so much about that. We kind of more mock the people. They got super worked up. If you don't like the schedule, don't go to the games. But there is an actual season-long risk-reward with that strategy. And it bites you in the butt. It, and there's no really going back and replacing it. If you're going to play that weak schedule, you have to take care of the mediocre opponents. Because, Roush, a, a much better scheduling technique for Calipari would be he likes these home and homes with teams that he thinks he's going to get both of them. We or or he likes the home and homes with teams that will sacrifice not a real home and home. You know that Seton Hall series where one game at UK and then another one was in a neutral site, right and, in Barclays Center or whatever. He, he likes those games. Cal, a much better strategy is, and I'm I, like I'm never one to complain about scheduling but he does this stuff because he wants to avoid losses and i don't blame him for that that's what coaches you should not want to lose games if you're coaches <laughs> but a much better strategy go play at gonzaga and guess what if you lose nobody that's not going to punish you that's not going to hurt you but yeah. losing to a notre dame team with a losing record who cares if it's on the road that's a bad loss so if you play better opponents yes you have a chance at losing o2 losing both of them but guess what notre dame just swept the series that's embarrassing that's God. Be swept by better teams if you're going to get swept. I, I again, I can keep things in perspective. I still think this season's going to be okay. I I would love to get sharp in the fold. You have to get sharp in the fold. You have nobody else that can get to the free throw line. And Ty Ty's really good, and I'm impressed by him. And I've got no big concerns long term. But he's he's already shown he's just not somebody that loves contact no. to a high degree enough no. to, to to embrace it for 40 minutes. Sharp will. You've got to get him because you got to get to the free throw line. It puts other teams in foul trouble, and it's three points, and it allow you to rest because it seems like fatigue is some sort of an issue, more mental fatigue, um, but still very disappointing all the same. So I, I, you gotta you gotta do something with the scheduling, or you gotta stop losing to these crappy teams. We're I'm sick of the crappy team lo- losses. It's yeah. frustrating. They um, they were in fact crappy, not in very early good. Season, 
like, you know, Cal's never going to have a team that, like, you have starters for three years that have played together. And I like that this year has more experienced college basketball players, but there still is kind of a meshing of chemistry, playing on the road together, a tough environment, learning how people uh, – how, how they handle that, how they respond to some of that adversity. That's stuff that they're still figuring out. I give him a pass on some of that stuff to to some to, to some level, but you look terrible. So if you're gonna, and that can happen, you can look terrible in early of the season. This is still technically kind of early. It's beginning, you know, it's mid to December. I feel like once the calendar turns is when you need to start getting it together. And by February, you want to start hitting your stride. It's all right to be going through some growing pains at this point of the season. Do it against better teams. Do it like have a bad game against a better team because this loss hurts you. Hurts you on the resume. It's going to hurt you mm-hmm. in the numbers. Notre Dame's not going to the tournament. They stink. They stink, and you lost to them. So I'm I was I was pretty bummed on Saturday. Uh, I think you could you beat Ohio State. Everybody's going to be fine. You you move on. People aren't going to people aren't going to be all doom and gloom. I will say people's confidence level in winning that game though are lower, and obviously rightfully so. If you can't take a care of business against a bad Notre Dame team, and Notre Dame didn't even play well. Like Notre Dame didn't, they shot the ball poorly. I do have a silver lining though for Kentucky fans, especially ones going out to Vegas. You're going to get a great number if you want to bet the Cats when you're out there. So there's your silver lining. Do you think so? Yeah, Ohio State won pretty big over Wisconsin. Kentucky struggled. Yeah. I, I reserve the right to change it later in the week, but I would guess like Ohio State four and a half, four. Kentucky carries some weight as a name. That's still, if Kentucky beats Notre Dame, they're probably the favorite out there. You know, like that's (laughs) compared to what it could have been. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm not sure. Kentucky certainly didn't look good, even if Grady hits that three and they win. If if Kentucky gets four and a half, I'm all over that. I think my expectation is Kentucky should win. I still think this team is solid. They're shooting the ball very poorly right now. We need to talk more about that in the second hour. Ah, we got the whole text line. Let's just go to our daily double break here, and we'll come back, and we'll get to the text line, and they'll bring up all this stuff, Roush. Let's do it. Let's right. do it. Hour two, Kentucky Roll Call. Coming up next here on Big X Sports Radio. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio 96. One FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Here on the Big X, Monday morning edition. Last real full week of the of the year. Uh, hopefully. Some people Woo-hoo. some people are much busier this time of the year and have to work more. Uh, for those folks, sorry. But for other are you, people are you apologizing to me? You don't have to you don't have to your your vacation. It sounds like you're already on vacation. No, no. No. 
You've got it made in the shade, buddy. Not quite. I wish I could take the last three weeks off of the year. That would be nice. But live it up. Live it up for the rest of us, I, I suppose. Let's get to this Thornton's text line. Remember to become a refreshing rewards member at Thornton's. Download the app. Save yourself some money each and every time you go to the pump. And that stuff adds up. And the text line is added up. It's a long text line. Well, let's get to it then, shall we? We shall. We Let shall. me find the first one. Yeah, a lot of scrolling. Uh, the sheriff says this on the radio. This is all about our abandonment issues, man. We are the most battered fan base in the United States. Oklahoma don't got nothing on us. I don't want to hear from Oklahoma anymore. We have a president that might be out the door. We have an athletic director that may be out the door. Mom and dad are fighting, and they are both threatening to leave. The kids are sitting there at the kitchen saying, please don't go. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Man. Wow. Is it really it didn't need to get that dark. It's just your administrators leaving. I think the university will keep on, keep on strumming along. What if just like all the doors on campus were just locked and they were like, Neely took the keys with her. We, we have no, we, we, we have nobody. We can't run anything. Um, when are they going to make any, have they announced any of that? Like who's run, who's the interims? Acting? No, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know. I, I haven't I think, heard. Yeah. I haven't heard. I think Rutherford else. was saying they expect it today. Okay. Yep. Have just one weekend where you know anything goes. Whoever wants to run the athletic program for this past weekend, you're you're in charge. <laughs> kind of like a purge. Uh, hey Justin, do you st- oh well can't say that. Uh, <laughs> Justin, do you still enjoy the watch shot of that course. he hit in in 2011? I I don't enjoy it the way Plumley Bro alludes to me loving it, but yes, I love it. <laughs> Which is a way that we can't say on air. Absolutely. Um, I think this was for the Mike Rutherford show. Davy Jones was a member of the Monkees. We should have known. I think that's in reference to U of L losing to DePaul. Which, gosh, you know, shame on you, Kentucky, for losing to Notre Dame because that would have that we would have had a real good laugh at that. So much fun. I know. DePaul's second leading scorer had eight points. There's two guys that had eight points, and then there was the next was five points, and that won on the road because they got torched by uh, what was that guy's name? Jones at 33. Davy Jones, I guess. Oh, okay. So I guess maybe they were talking about the band, and eh, anyways. Mm. Yeah, and that's another thing that's frustrating about the loss in Notre Dame is it like. I I understand when you just have the guys that go off and you lose. I can take those to the chin. But, I mean, they didn't even shoot the ball particularly well against Kentucky. No, they yeah, didn't. But, yeah, but, Roush, you didn't lose to DePaul. Okay, that's true. It, at least it's not DePaul. Yeah. I think DePaul's kind of an all right little team. Yeah, but they are DePaul, though. That's It's, it's kind of how th- people think of Kentucky football, where they're like – but it's Kentucky football, you know. Uh, that, that's how uh, I think a lot of folks uh, look at it. PV had himself a nice little weekend. Women's team came and won at Rupp Arena, 
And then the men's team goes to the Yum Center and beats beats U of L. Boom. There you not, go, Dwayne. Well not, done. Not too shabby. Uh, Texter on the Thornton sex line says, Will Keon please stop shooting with 28 left on the shot clock and a hand in his face, please? Oh, man. I am, again, not – I'm one that normally will, like, defend, hey, shooting's much more about rhythm. If they're if they're inside the three-point line, as long as they make it, it's all right. But, goodness gracious, it seems like we've got a couple guys, Roush, on this Kentucky team that go out of their way to just obnoxiously step, like, an inch inside the three-point line. It, it, yeah, it, it, it seems intentional at this point. It seems targeted, was, and it seems personal. There was personal. one, two that uh, – I mean, it's almost – you're right. <laughs> it's, let me just step on this three-point line as I'm shooting this three. Come on. And I, I wish Toppin would get more minutes and and not playing with Brooks. I, I wish he was playing instead at times. At, at least give him – I get it that Keon helps you have some offense in the front court takes a little pressure off Shibway. But defensively, if there's one thing I'm big picture concerned at, it's the lack of getting in the free throw line. And I I do not think this is a great defensive team. And I, I'm worried that it's like not, hey, they'll get better. You just got to give them time. I just think the players collectively aren't all that great defenders. Sharp could help potentially, but Brooks – all you got to do is do a jab step on him, and uh, and then he's oh, and then he's man. off balance, and and you can get kind of where you want to go. And I he like I and he didn't have his best shooting night, but did hit a couple shots. Um, but I I understand the appeal as Brooks as an offensive player. Yes, the shots, the long twos are frustrating, but he is he's he's a solid offensive player, especially when he plays aggressive. But defensively, like yeah. the the difference with Toppin is. And I and I don't think Toppin has really established himself as a amazing defender this year. If we're going just off the sample size, and of course he's been hurt, but still better than Brooks. I've, I've seen enough to know that. Yeah, we really do have a situation where Keon plus Toppin, if they morphed into one player, would be a good basketball player. But right now we've got one dude who's all defense and one dude who's all offense. They aren't necessarily great at either one of them, but that's their obvious strengths. <laughs> Put them together, boom. Great basketball player. <laughs> I, I think you kind of summed it up where you're like, one's good at offense, one's good at defense, and neither one's all that great at either. It's true. It, yeah, it, I mean, uh, just very hum-ho. Boy, I, I bet wouldn't be a bad time to be trying to figure out how you make Kofi and Oscar work together, huh? Man. But, You'd still have some issues defensively there, but mm -hmm. at that point, you just tell your guards, like, hey, just miss outside shots. The off offensive rebounds are going to be our best offense at this point. Man. UK was getting so lost on defense. Notre Dame was just choosing which wide-open shot to take. If I was a Notre Dame fan, I would have been frustrated with how selfless they were like somebody just shoot it they were passing up open shot after open shot and uk was just on skates trying to recover and never could get it and then notre dame would just clank up a brick and uk'd get the rebound it was like oh thank who we survived that and then kentucky'd come down and just either somebody would do something silly in the first five seconds or just be a lot of standing around for about 25 seconds so there was really no in between of good offensive flow 
That was a frustrating one, Roush. Bug me. Man. Back to the Thorns text on. Uh, oh, gosh. Man. I hate college officials. I hate college officials. Yeah, I, and I'm starting to get worried that, like, the tide is turning the wrong direction on charges. Like, I, I'm starting to worry that we're losing ground. Because, Roush, with with maybe few exceptions, and I will credit him, Jay Billis is one of them that will do this probably more than anybody, but he's also wrong a lot, too, and he carries some weight, so it matters when he's wrong. But it, I, they, they never criticize charges. They almost universally will be like, oh, that's the right call. Yep, yep, yep. And it's like, no, it's not. It's not the right call, and it's certainly not good basketball. But I, I don't have the strength to go into a charge rant today. Heavens, I can't do it. No, no. It's too much. Too much. Gosh. I didn't. I didn't leave myself though, like the whole game, just angry at it. Was I mad that they called that foul on Keon at the end? Sure, that was not a foul. Um, but also, like on the one hand, the ref probably should have called it, but after just the terrible, 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 terrible last possession by UK, somebody foul. What are you all doing? There's five seconds there. Oh, Somebody foul, and again they they could have called it, but goodness gracious, that was bad. It's almost actually it's it's worse than the seven minutes it felt like we had the worst lineup in the history of lineups on the floor: Bryce Hopkins, Jacob Toppin, Shebway, Mintz, and Wheeler. Zero scores, and they would not. They just all they needed was just possession to stop. Cal had two at the scores table. At a, I want to say about the seven-minute mark, and was just waiting for the media timeout to happen, but there wasn't a stoppage of play until there was about 4.30 left. And that was really, I thought Kentucky was controlling the game. He put that lineup in that had zero scores. I mean, you could say Mintz is one, but it was there, there was no creators. They played so poorly offensively. You had possessions where... Bryce Hopkins is having to take a three with four seconds left. It was just so bad, and they couldn't get off the floor. Hopkins, just go foul somebody. I know you're going to get out of the game. Somebody foul somebody and get them off the damn court. I, 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 that that was the part of the game where it's like, all right, we're in a good spot here. They're hitting a lot of mid-range shots, and I don't know why Cal turned to them, but, man, I – Oh, that was rough. Well, that was rough. There, the they went time. away from Oscar from Oscar in that situation, which I didn't understand. If you got Oscar on the floor, it's comparable to Trace Jackson Davis with Indiana. He's got to touch the basketball. I mean, he's well, huge down there. He's he's gonna find a way to score more times than not. But the problem is, is you have so many bigs in. It was so crowded. Like it's hard to create space for him. There was even one time that, I, and I, it was during this possession where Toppin just couldn't get out of Oscar's way for him to get the post up. He was just bringing his man to it. It was so disjointed, yeah, so this, disjointed, so this, frustrating, so bad. This team spacing is. True. Kentucky's had Bahamas teams that flowed better than this team, and this. And, and while it's still on one hand, thankfully it is mid December, but it's also like God, you all have played together. Like, the, you, what are you all? How are you all just so lost on the court and not knowing how to get the hell away from one another? Man. <sighs> It was bad. It was, yeah. And I think that's why we're kind of, again, UK fans didn't act all that irrational after the Duke game. But the Notre Dame one, bad opponent, 
bad loss on the resume. And most importantly, you just look crappy. Like it, it wasn't fun basketball to watch. It wasn't good basketball. And why the hell after a year that shooting was such an issue is a team going to a 19? I get it. I think there's good shooters out there. Sometimes you just have cold nights, but our, our patience is much thinner here. Roush like our hair. We, we are, we, we just can't take another bad season. No, we can't. No. And I don't think this is going to be a bad season, but that was a, that was not, that was not fun that we had some, some 2020, 2021 PTSD from last. Yeah, that was bad. Like yeah. that, that was bad. That was not an improvement from what we saw last season. <laughs> and we cannot. Cannot go back to that. And that's kind of what I alluded to in our number one. The disgruntlement after one year when you got a bad team, pandemic. Okay, yeah, sure. We move on. We get better the next year. Man, those, 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 you're getting a lot more legs to the complaints uh, because that was whew, real bad. Gosh. All right, we got to, I got to read text or something. This is just. This stupid game. And I wasn't even that mad about it either, but the more I talk about it, the angrier I get. Stupid. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. It's the same song and dance every year, but here comes the old cow will have them ready in March speech from TJ. I knew somebody was gonna take their frustration out on me on Saturday as if I if as if I lost to Notre Dame, as if it's my fault that UK played terrible basketball. Well, it's I still no, think we you wanted them to play bad too. I think this team, I'm not, I think you'd be silly to give up on a basketball team in December, and that doesn't sound very fun. Um, Just seems wild to do that. And also, I think regardless of what happens in the next couple weeks, the addition of Sharp could be a game changer. Maybe it's not, but it's at least something that people are going to optimistically think about, and I'm one of them. So, uh, I'm. I, I feel like I'm. I've been pretty tough on UK for Saturday, and rightfully so. That was bad. That was not good. Not great, Bob. Not Duke great. and Cal need to have a little powwow on how to prepare for games. I also feel like this, and I hate how people always have to pit football and basketball. It's so it's so dumb. But I will say one difference is. The the management of expectations. Stoops is always like. We're well, you know, we're going to work hard and we hope that we are just able to compete. And yeah, we're always wanting to win the East, but we know that we got to take it one game at a time. Where Cal in April is like spinning around in chairs and saying, wait till next year and winking at people and stuff like that. And it's all right, well, it's next year and we're pumped and, and we have bought in. I know that the attendance hasn't been great, but the opponents haven't been great. But people are watching, people are excited, people are talking about it. And then you go, Lose to Duke, and then Notre freaking Dame. So it was a bummer. Things are times are tough. Hmm. Times are tough, but we're powering through on the Thornton's text on five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We are killed us tonight, and uh, I don't think we anticipated games like that from Wheeler. You're not going to have him be a great shooter, but the other thing too, like it's when you just got to get to the line, you know. I don't want Wheeler to really be the one trying to get to the line, but uh, I was I was surprised that he he that was mentally a bad game from Wheeler. He, he tried to do too much, 
was kind of had some silly fouls and, and some bad spots. And I, uh, I would have thought he would have been kind of better than that, but I doubt he'll play that poorly again. And he's also like Justin said, you got to hit, you just got to hit some of those shots that they're going to play that far off of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, say whatever you want. This loss is absolutely inexcusable. The lack of excitement around our basketball program is reminiscent of the Billy G era. That's ridiculous. Yeah, you're getting a little too far there, but the, the lack of excitement is true. I mean, you've got to, you have to do something to make fans feel good. We haven't had something to f- make us feel good since what? Beating Florida in a regular season finale two other years than, ago? Other than talking about Louisville. Mm, that's true. But man, it's it's been a long time. Well, again, people. It, it, last season was terrible. There's no excuse for how dreadful of a year it was. But we were all feeling good going into that pandemic tournament. I mean, again, I'm not using right, that right. as like an excuse. But to say that I, to say that the lack of excitement is reminiscent of the Billy G era. Couldn't I, I, are people just not excited about this monster class we have coming in? Like sharp is gonna, we're gonna get a year and a half of sharp. Uh, yeah, but it's relatively though, exci- TJ. The are excitement not excited? is less excited because of like BJ Boston. I understand. Because it's not a yeah. sure thing, you know. So I, it's definitely relative. But what? But like, what's what's the better alternative than that? And some folks would say, well, I just want a coach that I think would coach better basketball, and they would get the players, and it, and it could be, and it could end up being better. It could be. I'm not saying that they're wrong, but I also like the alternative of getting high lottery picks. And quite frankly, there haven't been enough of them in the program uh, as of late. And now with nil, it seems like we're getting back to to that. But this year's team is kind of a weird patched together mix of a couple good freshmen, one really good one, and then more experienced college players. But there's a reason why they're not in the NBA yet. Is because they have some limitations, but I'm not. I'm not going to try to get folks pumped up. Saturday was should have folks disappointed and upset, so that's fine. That's fine by me. I'm. I'm right there with you. We held a bad team to less than seventy points and we lose. Just inexcusable. This has happened so many times in the past four years. Yeah, the the offensive. The offensive struggles, especially when you went out, you went to the portal, you found a bunch of good shooters, and you're still going two of 19 from three. And they weren't a lot of a ton of bad threes either, you know? As much as I said, hey, let's run some more sets, Cal. Like, there was a lot of missed open shots or guys just not shooting. Like, I know great, man, there was a, there was a lot of times where I'm with my friends just yelling at the TV, shoot it! Just shoot it! Just, and then oh. funny enough, one of the two that did go in – was one that like seemed kind of like a bad shot. It was contested, mm-hmm. uh, you know, threw it up, and that one was just nothing but nothing but net. And then the next one just spins around halfway down. Oh, Roush, you sure you weren't watching Swamp People? <laughs> <laughs> Same thing I say when oh, I watch it. Uh, That's a good time to go to a break, right? Yeah, one more tax, and then we'll go to a break. What a terrible performance. Still have terrible shot selection. This team has terrible basketball IQ. We get it to four and then come down and take a horrible shot early in the shot clock and give it back and give back all the momentum. Yep, it, it was bad. It's just all around bad. No flow. All right, but what's good is this radio program, and there's going to be more of it after these messages. 
Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. We appreciate you listening. 7 to 9, replay of the show, 9 to 11. And then a lot of great local programming here on Big X. Get the Hoosier Report. That's always – Justin is a diehard IU guy. I know you you tune in when you can. Yeah, yeah. Hoosier Report's great, yeah. Then you get the John Spears. Spears and Spears. Spears on sports. We like to call it Beers and Spears, but Spears on sports. He goes, covers these games, and then he comes in the next morning and, and talks about them. So that's at noon. And then, of course, you get the Mike Rutherford Show at three and all these shows podcasts wherever you get your podcasts and if you're looking for kentucky roll call just google it google it and we appreciate you listening yeah uh and all kentucky roll call podcasts are brought to you by our friends at cornbread hemp uh which i could certainly use some of that right now the knees bother me a little bit cbd nice nice way to relax this holiday season use the code big x at checkout you get 30 percent off at cornbreadhemp.com can't wait till Roush gives me some. I'll give you some tomorrow, pal. You got the the Roush, the Roush stamp of approval. And some folks would say, "Hey, you bum, just buy some yourself." And I'd say that's true. I I could do that, but Justin, we were under the impression he was going to be bringing us some, and then yeah. we could we could sample whatever he had brought us. And no, if we like that, we could just get that. If we if we would rather kind of try something different, we could try something a little different. We'd at least be able to check one box because they they have a lot of products, Roush. So that that's why. Well, and, that's and my story, and I'm sticking to it. And also, we could help promote if we knew what it tasted like and what it did to us, but we can't. And somebody could say, well, couldn't you still buy it and then still sample whatever Roush gives you? And we would need to get to the text line before I could respond. We don't have time. <laughs> yep. No time. Uh, hey, did you all see what was happening in Auburn yesterday? No. Yeah. <clears throat> Bo Nix transferring. Uh, Tank Bigsby expected to transfer as well. Uh, whew, a, lot of, a lot of things happening down there on the plains, and uh, they don't sound good for Brian Harson. Yeah. Well, that stinks. Maybe they'll be aligned in the East if there's a if Texas and Oklahoma join the party for next year. Suck it, Harson. Suck it, Auburn. That's what you get for cheating last year, even though you weren't the head coach there. There was a lot of good Bo Nix jokes, though. Um, I enjoyed all of those very much. People love to pile on Bo Nix on the internet, but you know what? He did actually play pretty well this year. So, interesting to see where his landing spot is. Oh. What if he went Let's to get back to this. And Joey Gatewood was just like, well, what the hell? Yeah. Well, is he still there? Yeah, he's just tiling fences. Oh man, people forget about that. All right, let's get back to it. Where are we at? What a terrible performance! Still have terrible shot selection. This team has terrible basketball IQ. We did read we, this one. We did. Yeah, to end the the break. Man, I, I, there's so many just mad. It's hard to get pathetic. I'm not overreacting. This team isn't that great. And Cal can suck it for playing all these awful teams and then losing the first Power 5 team you've played in a month and a half. Notre Dame is terrible and we looked worse. And people are going to like joke and it's it, you can't really defend, sadly. Like it's Yeah. Uh, 
if you're going to play that bad schedule, you just got to beat the average teams. And you beat Ohio State, things are going to be all right. Everybody will move on, and we won't. We won't. But you lose Ohio State, then people are going to kind of start to panic. And then this thing can could could potentially snowball. And I can't envision a scenario you lose to Louisville because Louisville's not very good. But you gotta you gotta beat somebody that's not just a fart in the wind. Speaking of Louisville, the U of L Board of Trustees meeting is now in its executive session. Oh, is mm. Tim so how many flights of stairs? What's the <laughs> flight of stair tracker for Timmy? Nothing yet. Okay. Oh. I just want him to handcuff himself to like a one of the chairs. When they're like, well, I don't, when we go in an executive session, you got to get out of here. And he's like, not this time, y'all. I object. It's like yeah, Michael Scott declaring <laughs> bankruptcy. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Uh, journalism's important, and we appreciate Tim, uh, but it's, I, I, we like to make jokes, though. Hey, he's kind of onto something. Neely wasn't there. Why wasn't she there? She was she two times in Pinsale. She's yeah. too common. Them. Uh, texter 502-414-1450. We have no four. Brooks and Toppin are awful. Brooks thinks he's James Harden shooting longs twos, and Toppin has no offensive game. That doesn't involve a dunk. All right, here's what I would be all right with, though. If you have Shibway in there, fine. We don't need the four to be to do much offensively. Let him just go crash the boards. Let him start. Let him. He, he likes that little 18, 17-footer. So let him get set, and if the – if the offense kind of flows to him and can kick it out and he's open or a defender drags off of him, you can kick it to him and he could shoot it. Otherwise just allow him to get a running start on really cool putback dunks. Boom. Problem solved. There's offense. And they don't Boom. even pay me. They don't pay me anything to coach. Man, they should. No kidding. But in all seriousness, isn't it all right? Like if you, Hey, you, we don't, some of John Calipari's best teams, you could say, like, okay, we don't really need you to be the scorer here. We've got plenty of other scorers around. The issue is the other scorers around aren't really scoring right now, and they're in, they're all seemingly are in shooting slumps, which is disappointing. So Brooks' ability to knock down jumpers is important. Ideally, the other guys step up. You can tell Toppin, eh, we don't need offense from you. You rebound, you defend, you block shots. And if you get some putbacks, that'd be great. He, weirdly enough, seems like one person that can get to the line a little bit. I don't know what the, if the numbers back that up or not. I don't have them in front of them, but at least it, it, that feels that way to me. I just I want a little bit more topping. Ain't no stopping, Jacob Toppin. Especially when he's hopping. Hopping. Uh, Thank did God you hear we the, have all these. Did you hear the, the Notre Dame student section chant, Obi's better? And it was like, oh, you think? He was – what national college basketball player of the year? He makes millions of dollars playing basketball. Yeah, I think Obi's better. Do they look exceptionally dorky on Saturday night? They always look like that. I, that's what I was like thinking. Like, and you know, student sections, they always it, it's not a good look. It's always like those lower angles. And you, what are you supposed to do? You know, you're always going to be celebrating, you're going to be hooting and hollering. Any of us could be stuck in that situation. But I, I, there was something about like when they were doing the charge calls and stuff like that. It, it's really they were like you know they were really happy about charges. <laughs> gets under gets under my skin. <sighs> uh, thank God we have all these great shooters to make two threes. Pathetic. I, I totally agree. I yeah. can't believe that the shooting's so bad. The lack of getting to the line. 
no free throw shot in the first half. That was wild. I actually thought the officiating was was most of the part good until like the final seven minutes when it a lot more fouls started happening. They let them play, which was a lot of fun to watch. They, they let them play until they didn't, which is always yeah. one of my biggest issues is consistency. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I didn't have – yeah, the charges are terrible. I, I, I do. I think we're losing ground on that. I think we're going the wrong way. People are just starting to accept them as the norm because we're so – used to just seeing them but they're terrible they're dangerous and terrible basketball plays okay i can't i can't get going on that no no or we'll be here till 10 uh thanks cal another year where i know we aren't doing anything special in the tournament glad he makes 10 million every year that's a little premature to say that and and also the the people who always like bring up his salary are ridiculous like everybody makes a bunch of money when they coach like that's just and would you like? Would your feelings be different if he was making six million? Yeah. And if so, that uh, kind of makes you a little bit of a dork because it's not your money. Nope, it's not the state taxpayers' money either. Too like most of his salary is JMI. Surprisingly, <laughs> crazy Texter, how that works. Texter, keeping things in context for everything. With again, this is sports. Say a prayer for my parents' hometown, Mayfield, Kentucky. These tornadoes are some scary stuff. We hope that your parents are safe. And we started the show obviously saying our we're gonna be thinking about about parts of Kentucky, especially the western part of the state for for a while, Roush. It's gonna be a long rebuild, but I don't think anybody has any doubt that they'll that that, that we'll be able to do it. Yep, yep. Um, awful time of the year for it to happen too. You know, it's cold. I know. Christmas around the corner makes things much more difficult, but um it's horrible. Uh, People are doing what they can to to get Western Kentucky back on their feet. Uh, Texer says, uh, "I think some of these are out of order, but who, you know, whatever." Also, gents, the goat, Big Blue Drew, came to watch the Highlanders play Seneca at home. Big Blue Drew watched me coach towards the end, and our JV team barely lost forty two thirty eight. I talked to him, and he said, "You guys hate on him." with his high pants swag. I told him it may be because CJ and Roush don't understand drip and he wholeheartedly agreed. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, if that's drip, then I no, thank you. Yep. Sign me up for drop. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> A texter says, TJ, when your partner had horrible BO during that beer pong tournament in college, did you let him know ASAP or did your nostrils take a beating all day? If I remember it correctly, I think I told him or like, you know, when I discovered it, because I didn't want people to think it was me. So I obviously had to make sure folks knew that it it was not me. Uh, And I think he laughed it off as if like people, it was a joke and he didn't actually have bad BO. Because he didn't let it bother him, you know. He just went on the rest of the the night, hit some big shots for us, made some clutch plays. So uh, he didn't let it bother him at all. But people did let him know, so he was aware that. But I think he just thought people were joking with him, which it was not a. It would not have been a funny joke. <laughs> oh man, it was bad. Trying to not be too reactionary, but it feels really like a bad loss. No way we should be scoring 62 against the team with this roster. Took us 39 minutes to get an open three, and it rimmed out. Plenty of season ahead, but, man, that sucked. Totally agree. Man, Spot on. It sucked. And, and that's 
you know, I'm, I'm kind of the same boat too, where you're just trying not to be so reactionary for a December game, but it is. It sucked. It sucked. I was very excited to watch that game. Um, it was the first time, you know, getting excited for one of these with like, man, and that's, that's, the, that's the, the part that kills us is I think uh, I saw a stat where it was really, it was really bad. Uh, Kentucky's record against power five opponents since 2015. Did you see that stat, TJ? No, is it not good? Uh, since 2015, Kentucky is 17 and 19 in non-conference power five games. 17 and 19 in non-conference power five games. Wow, not even ranked. Yeah, just non-conference power five. <laughs> like just anybody outside of the SEC. And I, I, allow me to make this caveat. Some people think that butt slapping will ensue. I promise you it won't. But generally, Kentucky is playing better power five out of conference teams than right, most. Right. Notre Dame need not apply on that. Mm -hmm. However, that's still a terrible record and it's Kentucky basketball. It should be a dominant record in that number. So who cares if they're playing better of power five teams that that's not good. That's disappointing. Yeah. Very disappointing. Hmm. <sighs> Texture five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. I'm generally someone who defends Cal, but yesterday is on him. The inability to get good shots with the offensive talent we have was mind boggling yesterday. Well, it really, I think started with the point guard position. No point guard just could get comfortable. And you saw almost like a trickle down with the rest of the offense. I was like screaming at the TV, not literally because I was with company, but I was <laughs> screaming internally. Like somebody's got to step up. Like, all right, if it's mince, mince, we've seen you do it before. Take over, hit a big shot. He couldn't do it. Grady, hey, you're a great college scorer. Uh, help score some college points in this game. He couldn't do it. He hit one shot, but uh, you just were waiting for somebody. And Sheway did great and had a big game. And you hate that you wasted a big game from him, but. Uh, by the way, his over/under in that game was eleven and a half. Easy, I'm easy money, easy, easy money on that one. It, I, I need more UK player props for games because there was, uh, I think Wheeler was like under eleven. I was like, okay, yeah, I could totally see him not scoring more than eleven points in this right, game. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, I think the only one I missed on was Brooks. He was nine and a half. I took the under. Um, he got he he got the over, but. Yeah, I like the player props for UK. Did um, I I don't know what got me thinking of this, but I did did everything go well with your your Friday night uh, shindig at the Casa de Walker? Oh, let me just give a it, it was great time, a lot of fun. I think uh, I think folks enjoyed themselves, and it was it was good to see some people, some friends from out of town came in, so it was a good time. But uh, uh, just a heads up to people that may participate in a dirty Santa or white elephant or whatever the game wherever you're part of town yankee mm -hmm. swap whatever whatever you call it quit with the blankets quit everybody's got blank quit with the blankets an, and yeah, not know. that like I, every and the thing is like yeah people enjoy blankets who's gonna ever be like oh you know i'm mad at a blanket i don't think you can ever have too many blankets though and there's and there's truth possible. to that but but live a little Spice up your life. Get get something a little like get something a little. Blankets are so vanilla. Just a little. Heads How many up. blankets we had like got 30, passed around? Did you did you like, get the blanket? We had thirty. We had like thirty blankets, and yeah, I ended up with a blanket. <laughs> and you you best believe that's getting regifted. We have. Would a you rather blanket. get a blanket or a candle? 
Oh, candles were a, a hot commodity too. Yeah. My, and of course my wife, she was like the gifts that she wanted to bring were candles and blankets. I was like, yeah. Hannah, everybody's going to have candles and blankets. But that's also why like all of those are, are dumb, right? Like you're just having to buy a gift to have to buy a gift, you know? Well, it's the spirit of, you know, instead of, and we used to do it where it'd be like, hey, you draw a name, you'd get somebody a gift. And that could be a little bit more intimate because you could get something more personalized. Yeah, I, I guess if you're a Scrooge, the spirit of gift giving in December, sure. Yeah, I, don't, right. I don't need the spirit of gift giving. I'd rather just like play a game or I don't know, anything. No, I get it. You don't like Chris. I thought you were Mr. Christmas, but. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm like uh, Cindy Lou Who, okay? I know that it's not all about material things. I'm here for the spirit of camaraderie and fellowship with my fellow humans. We watched the... I, I watched Charlie Brown Christmas, uh, probably the first time I'd watched it all the way through in, I don't know, maybe maybe since I was like eight or seven. Uh, boy, they really didn't like commercialism. Yeah, really uh, hit the, hit it hard too. Very anti-commercialism, <laughs> very uh, pro-Jesus too. They weren't they were not subtle about their feelings on commercial the commercialism of Christmas. <laughs> Subtlety was not uh, the strong suit. Which, by the way, that like aluminum tree or whatever, did those things ever actually were they actually a thing? Like that 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 really dates the Charlie Brown Christmas. Breaking news: Sources close to the situation alert me that the blanket will not be regifted. Just want to get a. <laughs> uh, okay, so I guess we're that blank. We're the 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 new couch for the basement's coming soon. So I guess maybe that's going to be a, a there blanket, we go a basement blanket. Hey, we're just every everybody just sh trading around blankets and, and sharing them and. Uh, but it was a good time. Somebody, Whoa, funny, did the, anybody have a popcorn tin? No. God. Oh, no. That is, yeah. that is a great Yankee swap gift, by the way. <laughs> like that That's one that you can never have too many popcorn tins. Somebody had a life-size Joe Exotic and Tiger cutout. So that was, that was a funny, that was a funny <laughs> gift. Because it was, you know, obviously the way it was wrapped, you knew it was something kind of weird. So mm -hmm. somebody had to take a chance on it. And I kind of wish I would have taken it. I made a mistake. I forgot the rules. And I, I I forgot that the last person gets to go first. I didn't forget that. The last per person number one gets to go last at the end of the game. Whoever mm -hmm. draws number one gets to go last. What I had forgotten is that it's over once they make their switch. So if they come and take your gift, you just are stuck with what they had. Right. So that's how I, I ended up getting spot. Number one came and took my gift, which was a pretty sweet gift. There's lottery tickets. Oh, did we win by the way? No, I don't know. I don't think no. we won. Don't Come think on. we won. All right. Anyway, sorry yeah. about the Yankee swap tangent. Oh, it happens. Time, it happens. Uh, yeah. texture on the Thornton's text line says, uh, I might have passed one up, but uh, Death Texas Cal Texer pushing NATO's propaganda following a Kentucky loss. Wouldn't I didn't see that, but um, um, I didn't either. It, Kentucky shot 19 threes and then they missed 17 of them. I mean, what do you want them to shoot? Do you want them to miss 15 more threes? I don't know. Did you all see the NATO's trying to give Kelvin Sampson a handshake after their game? Oh, Did, yeah, the ending of that, that game was pretty was wild. Funny. <laughs> I can give like a quick 
summary. There was a goaltend. I thought it was a goaltend. Again, the commentators defended the officials. I don't know if they ended up changing their mind or not, but I thought it was a goaltend. It seemed like Houston kind of got hosed, and they wanted a review, but like it was chaos. It was into the game. Everybody was celebrating, and Nate Oates was just waiting at midcourt. He was like, "Game's over. Come shake my hand." But Kelvin was like chasing down the official, saying, "You got to go check this out." But then they just said it's over. And then some, uh, I think it was like a Houston coach or a player knocked over a trash can on their way out. And then another Houston player picked up all the trash. It was really nice of them to do that. Uh, all while like this was cha- very chaotic few minutes there at the end of that game. But a nice win for Alabama. Nice, nice win for the the Crimson Tide. Um, can't really say that about Kentucky, unfortunately. I did skip a couple. Uh, Texter says, I'm generally someone who defends Cal, but yesterday is on him. The inability to get good shots with the offensive talent we have was mind-boggling yesterday. Read that one. Yeah, we read that one. one. It's wild that you could just – like, I get, like, starting it, but the fact that you just – you'll rattle it right on through. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of – kind of where i'm at today all right with a few hours of hindsight the loss itself is not that bad it's just ugly road games are hard we will improve on both ends and be fine oscar is a machine yeah that is one thing that got overlooked is oscar is a machine but it was his first um was his first day where he didn't um didn't get double digit rebounds first time all year yeah yeah, good offensive performance. I wish more of his teammates could could say the same. Uh, Texter says, ha, 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 LOL, losers. That came from the Michigan fan, if you couldn't tell by the bad spelling. Suck mm. it, Michigan. Mm, makes sense. That checks out. Uh, the worst part about losing Saturday's basketball game was getting beat by a team from a volleyball conference. Steve. Yeah, I'm surprised with how this volleyball tournament's unfolded. Who Lula's Wisconsin, and then it's uh, Pitt, Nebraska. Yeah, so it's probably going to be Nebraska, and then I don't know. I guess Louisville obviously is the the higher seed favorite, and I think Louisville already beat Nebraska this year, right? Yes, uh, Louisville Wisconsin should be fun though. Louisville, I, I don't know if Louisville's played Wisconsin or not, but you've already beaten two of the teams in the Final Four with you. It, no way they 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 blow it. It's set up real nice for them. TJ, was it you that was said? There's no way Louisville makes the Final Four in volleyball. Well, I didn't it realize the that, I didn't realize it was the national. Well, I amended it because I said they may end up getting a cakewalk to the Final Four, and sure enough, Cake City. Well, Kentucky would have had that too, but what do you mean? Like the home court, you know, it helps. But they did end up. Louisville did end up playing teams that they've just already beaten to get there. Georgia and, Tech. And that was that was easy. Florida without their best player, and then Georgia. Georgia Tech was good though. I mean, that's good. It, even if Louisville had already beaten them, I think I was more wrong about the ACC. ACC was better volleyball conference than I gave them credit for. Yeah, it's surprising. These are all dorky off-air conversations we had at lunch with Roush's wife, where I acted like I was a volleyball expert. But why would anybody <laughs> ever listen to my opinion on volleyball? I don't know well, sports in general. Really? Totally. Totally agree on that, but especially volleyball. <laughs> a texter says, if we lose to Ohio State on Saturday, it's is it time to start worrying about this season? It's up to you. I'm not going to tell you what to do with your life. Well, but maybe. It it does um it does it, w- it would be reminiscent of you lose to Utah and Ohio State back to back bad losses and then 
you basically just have to beat an Auburn team that you smoke two weeks before to go to the Final Four. Like that, that team was able to turn around. And similarly, I think that this they there there are pieces here, but figuring out how to get them to execute offensively. Um, Sixty four point. Gosh, I, I, if they lose Saturday, you know, if they look absolutely dreadful, that will be disappointing. I still, and you can call me a butt slapper, but I think he's, you know, some of those tournament runs. I made promises to higher powers that we were. I was going to give him the benefit of the doubt heading into March, and I'll probably still do that. It, it, he he is. They they do get. They are generally playing their best basketball that time of the season. So Man. even if they lose Saturday, I'm probably not going to like total. I'm not going to abandon. I'm not going to abandon ship. And I I think most folks would be wise not to. But there's going to be a lot of a lot of guff if they lose, and some of it deserved. What a guff. What a guff. A texture says, how about Justin Rowland announcing his 27th kid is on the way? Maybe that guy should stuff stockings with contraceptives. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Q Jordan Cats Illustrated board. Say what? Uh, Q Jordan. <laughs> That's reading the text on the, on the yeah. Thornton stack slot. Get it, Q. Why would you guys think this team would be really good? We have mid players. What does mid players mean? Like mid majors. Oh, yeah. Really, I'm just not... Kellen Grady. If you're being technical. Tech. Yeah, yeah. A lot of Power Five players. So, and hell, mm-hmm. Sheboy was an All American. So, second texture. Another one says, "Fire UK hoops coach. She sucks." Yeah, I, I, ho- I hope that they get it turned around. Um, I'm just more they disappointed. They nice fight yesterday. They did. They, they did. I'm just more disappointed they didn't address the front court in a major way. But it's hard to do, though. You know, so, you know, it happens. Uh, shout out to all the fans that brought uh, cases of water to the M Center before the game, though. It was, yeah, that was uh, cool to see. Yeah, yeah. Way to, way to step up, folks, to, to help out Western Kentucky. And there's we're gonna need we're gonna need more of that, and mm-hmm. I'm sure folks will uh, will contribute. Hopefully they will, and we'll post some stuff on Kentucky Roll Call. And feel free also for you all to post stuff as well. Um, share it if you see it. All right, John here. Good morning, everyone. You know our cats had a bad game, but hey, we should bounce back, right? Hey, Cal, we expect you to make this right. Get it together. The fan base will not accept anything less. Now I'm going to hold my tongue and go about my day. You all have a great one. We'll got to go. Talk to you later. It's still early in the season, John. We'll mm-hmm. see. Yep, we shall. We certainly shall. Um, I like this texture into the text line. They said, if Sharp plays second semester, who do we sit that's been starting? Well, for starters, if Wheeler is playing that poorly, see you later. There's one. If Mince isn't hitting shots, he mm-hmm. had, you know, he, he's had limit, a, a somewhat limited role to some degree. Gradius, if he's not hitting it, anybody, did you? Who, who deserves to play more after Saturday? <laughs> right, Oscar, right. and that's it. And I don't think Sharp's going to be contending for minutes with Oscar. So anybody, any and all. Man. And I and I do think like the expectation isn't like snap your finger, Sharp comes in and, and is some sort of savior. But I do think at least he can get to the free throw line, and it'll give you another slasher, which is nice another guy that can kind of just create, which 
obviously when things aren't going well, you want more of that. Yeah, you don't really have that right now, and you don't really have somebody who just went in doubt. Just go get to the free throw line, get us a couple points. Need Absolutely. that. Need all more of, of that. Cal- thought all of Calabari's best teams have had that. I, I, I honestly thought we'd get more of Grady steadying the ship, but maybe I just relied too much on him against a ten competition. I, I between Grady and Mintz, a little disappointed in both of them. Uh, just not. Hey, somebody go be a an experienced leader and find a way to win this game. This is a bad like, team. This is a team you should beat. Go find a way to beat them. And both of them uh, couldn't couldn't do it, unfortunately. feels like Mintz has just kind of been a gun, you know? Just, Dude, yeah. I, yeah. And he, had, like, he, he hasn't seen a shot that he doesn't like, you know? And I'm, I, I'm, I like when he shoots. I'm Yes, you're not wrong. I just, I guess, am not as bothered with it as much. But, like, Probably a hot take kind of deal is I, I mentally he doesn't it doesn't seem as checked in as he was last season. Yeah, and that's just I mean you know that's that one be, of those that be totally like totally bogus and you know he has a big game right. and everybody thinks the exact opposite. So yeah, it's a it's certainly a hot take, but I I wonder that. It's yeah, I wonder just mind. what's going on there in general. Right, right. Good morning, fellas. Seems Wheeler and Washington have a real issue with running off ball screens. Neither seems to be able to wait on the screen. Thoughts? Also, against Notre Dame, Wheeler looks like he was running in concrete. <laughs> yeah, there, there were times that that seemed to be the case. Um, I guess I haven't really noticed Wheeler and Washington yeah. necessarily off ball screens. Off ball, I haven't been impressed with really anybody moving. Um, Mintz at times is actually one of the better off the ball movers, but I, I guess I didn't really notice specifically off ball screens texture, but maybe I'll mm-hmm. keep an eye on it on Saturday if I can remember. Goodman was talking about how Sharp could play this year if he gets eligible. Are you guys aware of any concern around that, or is this just another Goodman being a goober situation? I don't. I think I don't. it's Goodman being just like hedging his bet and not like having a hot take, just saying that he could play this year. I think that's all it is. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, a texter says, I enjoy watching this team and won't give up on them, but I'm damn near done with Cal. He can't recruit. He can't recruit, but or I think that textman, he can recruit, but is clearly done as a coach. Dude can't beat a power five team anymore. That seems like an overreaction. Just a little yeah. bit. That's exactly what that text meant to say. He texted in later too. <laughs> gotcha. What's to get excited about? They'll come in, play and offensively coach Cal struggle, get drafted and start balling under a different system well you get excited about having good players in the program and hoping that that translates to wins would be personally what i'd get excited about speaking of gifts tj gave his brother a really nice bottle opener for his birthday wow that was that was so nice of you tj yeah whatever reason i I went to his party because he cried about it so much and i gave him a picture a nice picture of me him and his daughter and he thought it was a bottle opener. It, it's a it was a picture. It just really he embarrassed himself. Everybody laughed at him on his birthday. Kind of ruined the whole evening, actually. Wow, this really sucked to be your brother. Uh, this player says wasn't talking about mid majors. I was saying our players are average. Suck it, Matt Jones, whipping boy. Weird, weird text to end the show. Um, <laughs> It's a weird Monday. So to say the players are mid was I was supposed to understand that that means that they. Oh, because we don't talk like we're idiots. We don't talk like we're buffoons, you moron. Yeah, take that, you suck it and suck it, pal. Woohoo! I got your back, TJ. I got your back. I think 
Kentucky has some average players. The question is, do they have enough good players to figure this stuff out? We're running out of time. Thanks, everybody, that texted into the show. We will be back tomorrow, 7 o'clock. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 961 AM. Peter Walton, the crowd. Yes, I swear, it's the truth, and I'll...